Since humans could run, we've been trying to run faster than the other humans. When we domesticated horses, we gave them funny names and raced them. When we invented the car, we invented the NASCAR. And when Nintendo released a series all about living a peaceful life and taking it slow in a village of adorable talking animals, we used the system clock to travel through time and fill our pockets to the brim with bugs and fish. My name is O, and today we're breaking the Animal Crossing series. Break your game. A podcast for speedrunners who dare to ask, huh, why not? So, hello everyone, I am back, and this time I'm not getting a grade. Alright, Animal Crossing. You know it, you love it. Does it really even have an ending? Well, not really. Sometimes, speedrunning is just picking an objective and sticking a timer in the corner of your screen. This episode, I talked with Dagnall, who streams and makes videos about the Animal Crossing games. His most popular video shows how long it actually takes to get your villagers in New Horizons to fully pay off a bridge. I won't spoil it for you, but I will say it is more than a year. What made me want to talk with him for this episode, though, were his complete museum and golden tools speedruns, 61 hours and 47 hours respectively, and that is with strategic time travel. Hello. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm all right. What was your first Animal Crossing game? What was your introduction to the series? Uh, that was Animal Crossing Wild World back in 2005. Um, I actually stole my sister's copy of it, and that's what got me introduced to the series. But I've had an interest in speedrunning for a while, but mostly from a viewing perspective rather than a perspective of doing it myself. I don't know. It just kind of started when I saw that how successful like challenge formatted YouTube videos are for various games. Mm -hmm. And I decided to do that on YouTube with Animal Crossing. And well, I made a career out of it so far. So that's basically how it started. It's like um, that that old Mythbusters quote where it's like the only difference between messing around in science is writing it down. The only difference between messing around in a speed run is timing it. <laughs> Exactly. Adding a timer in the top right, that makes it a speed run. Exactly. You do really long runs, the, your challenge runs. They go for, you know, like over 24 hours. And, and, and how do you keep focused and, and motivated during those super long runs? It's hard to stay focused, and I won't say that I'm 100% focused at all times when I do it. But as far as motivation goes, I guess I'll credit that to stream and YouTube. There is something nice about having a chat there to basically keep me sane for lack of a better term while I do it because if I was doing that in my own time off camera with no one to talk to while I do it I would absolutely probably never even complete it for people who are interested in in running Animal Crossing uh or even you know streaming it and coming up with challenges and things do you have any advice for them I guess I would say if you really want to get serious about it, there are, like, a lot of subtle mechanics in the game. It's not about, like, following a route, because every island that you go to when you start up a new island is going to be different. The circumstances are going to be different. So I guess it's mostly just, like, adapting to the different situations that you get. If you have a solid understanding of how the game works, you can probably get a competitive time, but also accept that you're getting into something that's very volatile as far as 
the chances of, for example, if you're trying to get all the bugs or all the fish, understand that you're going into a category that's basically completely RNG dependent. There is going to be times where you do everything right and you do not get rewarded for it. So if you can accept that and you have a decent understanding of how the game works, then you'll do fine. But again, it's not exactly something that's highly competitive. So if you're looking for a highly competitive speedrunning game, I don't know if I'd recommend Animal Crossing. So go into it with a good mindset as well that maybe you shouldn't take it too, too seriously, I guess. Are there any uh, particular strategies or techniques that you use that you find particularly interesting for your runs? I don't know if you've watched my videos and you know what this is, but it's like the mechanic in the game where, and it's the first Animal Crossing game to do this to my knowledge, but it's like you have to catch a certain amount of fish before certain fish start to spawn. It's called mm -hmm. total catch requirement. And basically the rarer the fish or the bug is, the more that you have to catch. And it's kind of very easy to think that maybe in the early game you can catch this really good fish but in reality you need to catch a lot of basic fish before you actually get like a coelacanth to spawn for example i mean that's just like a little niche mechanic um knowing the game is only so much when it's so just rng dependent so but you can do the best that you can in knowing like the sizes of all the fish that you need to get because of course unlike the bugs the fish you don't know what size or you, the fish you don't know mm -hmm. what you're going to catch before you catch it so knowing the shadow sizes um knowing the behavior of the fish in the water and that sounds weird but sometimes fish act differently um like the the fish shadows act differently depending on the fish that it is Mm -hmm. and it's like just little stuff like that and really the best way to learn all that is to just figure it out as you go you know i feel like the people that, that speed run animal crossing are the folks that are like well there's not many people doing this and i have time <laughs> yeah basically i want a world record and there's no one else doing it so free world record right I don't know i find no matter how obscure it is if you give people a reason to work towards something they'll do it I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, you wouldn't think that there's much strategy to, like, these games like Animal Crossing, but it's, like, if you give people enough time, and if they have the willingness to do so, they'll they'll go kind of crazy with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was when I was super young and playing City Folk, like, we had a, we had a guidebook. I think my cousin had the guidebook, and there was just a whole book full of information, you know, of, of like prices of things and, and the seasons that certain things would spawn and, and you know that stuff has largely been replaced by wikis but like there is still a lot to be yeah. said for games that have a massive amount of things you can learn they can be studied really well yeah and there are plenty of completionists out there too like I know that's that's a big hobby that some people have too is getting their catalog as complete as possible yeah, and I actually keep getting requests to do the one where complete all the uh, Nook Mile stamps in the game, and I'm like, please stop suggesting this. Do you know how long this would take? I like <laughs> torture. Yeah, my personal file. I have, I I have all the fish and bugs and fossils, but I don't even. I am not even close to getting all of those stamps. I mean, I don't know if people realize like how much you need to do 
It's a lot. Well, I don't know. People just, I think people hate me sometimes. Like, they <laughs> want me to like, they want me to suffer, dude. I don't know. How can we torture the streamer? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite villagers? I know some people are very particular about their favorites. Very passionate, yeah. Um, I like Kid Cat and Cube because going back to Wild World, those are my, uh, th those are my boys in my Wild World town. Mm -hmm. I, th I mean, and I think that that's how a lot of people garner their favorite villagers is through older games, um, when you didn't really have a choice so much as you do in New Horizons over the control in which the villagers you have in your island. So you kind of had to make do with whoever moved in. And Kid Cat and Cube were in my wild world town for the longest time. And I don't know, I just I just grew to like them more than anyone. Um, but at the same time... <laughs> I'm not going to go on passionate rants or threaten anybody for not liking them because a lot of people in the Animal Crossing community get very passionate about that, and I don't really understand it. So just say that I like them, and then that's the extent in which I'll go. I think my, my favorite's probably got to be um, either Alfonso or Anka because oh. Anka has the same birthday as me, and Alfonso was in my childhood city folk town, and he was my little... <laughs> my little Animal Crossing boyfriend when I was like seven. <laughs> we all had, you don't have to be embarrassed. We all had our Animal Crossing crushes now. We all had them. But Alfonso is the man. That's a great choice. He's a gamer, you know? A pretty common speedrunning strategy for games that have a lot of text is switching your language over to Japanese. Fewer characters to type out means the dialogue goes by just a bit faster. I know a decent amount of people my age who used Animal Crossing and other dialogue-heavy video games to learn to read, but I cannot imagine playing it in Japanese. I did try it in French once, though. I commend you, bilingual Quebecois. <laughs> Drew Pag, who has a handful of world records in City Folk and Wild World, got into running when the community was mostly Japanese runners. So, all my runs for the different categories are on speedruns.com slash Drew Pag, D-R-W-P-A-G, and that's the same on Twitch, which is where I stream most of my runs. I first found out about screwing it like, I guess 10 years ago or so. I saw some Animal Crossing GameCube races were happening on Speedruns Live, so that seemed kind of cool at the time, but I never really looked into it. And I kind of forgot about it until, I guess it was a little over a year ago. I think it was like November, 2020. I randomly went on speedruns.com and looked at some old Animal Crossing games. And, uh, specifically at City Folk for the week, because I had never seen that game speedrun before, so I was kind of curious about that. And uh, interestingly, I saw that the leaderboard was almost all Japanese runners. So I was like, oh, that's that's odd, but kind of cool. So I, I followed some of the top names on that list and some of the recent runs, and uh, there's one guy in particular, Yorodoteo542, shout-outs to him. Uh, he streamed very often around that time. <clears throat> And uh, so I followed his stream, and uh, the main category he did was Golden Net, where he tried to catch all the bugs in the game. And watching his stream kind of blew me away. I was just so fascinated at it, seeing this, you know, old game that I love playing casually being played in, like, such a different way. And uh, so I was basically hooked on his stream. I watched pretty much all of his streams, 
and uh, it quickly became my favorite stream, and it still is, but that really got me interested in trying it myself. So I watched his streams and runs for a month or two, and I finally asked in his chat for a list, the checklist that he used for the bugs, and uh, eventually tried it myself, and that was the start of it. The Japanese community was super supportive when I first started it. I mentioned Teo, and uh, there's just so many other runners that helped out. Like this other guy, Lemon, provided me with an initial checklist that I mentioned for the bugs, and then like other routes as I asked for them for city folks. That was super helpful in getting started. And then I also do Wild World runs for the DS, and uh, another Japanese runner, uh, Esme, helped me out a whole lot when I was first getting started there. He uh, gave me like tips and you know suggestions, and he even translated a couple of his routes into English for me, so I'd have something to start with. So, yeah. So despite like you know the language barrier, the cultural barrier, they've been incredibly kind and supportive, even when I'm streaming and stuff. Just like stopping in and saying like, "Hey, good luck," stuff like that. But so it's been it's been pretty cool. It's been very cool meeting some new you know new people online. It wouldn't be break your game without some game breaking, right? Well, Wild World has you covered with its letterhead glitch. Basically, in Wild World, there's a way to like overflow the letter memory to get into your inventory, and basically you can put whatever item you want in your inventory. So that makes some of the runs really interesting using that letterhead glitch. For example, in Golden Net, you can you still have to catch all the bugs yourself, but within like you know ten minutes, you can have a net, a golden axe, a golden shovel, a hybrid flower, coconut, spoiled turnips in your inventory. So that makes a lot of that setup a lot easier. But other categories use the letterhead glitch. So it, it really opens things up and allows you to do, you know, a lot of different unique things that you wouldn't, you would definitely never see in a normal playthrough. Well, you've made it through the crossing of the animals. It was a blast talking with these guys, especially as someone who played a lot of Animal Crossing both as a kid and today. This is your reminder to talk to your villagers and have a nice warm coffee with Brewster. Thank you to Spirit Live who graciously picked up this show and gave me actual deadlines, and to Dagnall, Drew Pags, and Inconsistent for letting me interview them. Once again, the Discord servers on speedrun.com are great places to visit if you're looking to try out a run or just want to make some new friends. I also have a Discord, and I will absolutely be your friend if you ask nicely. Come visit and suggest the next game for the series. Alrighty, see you later, gamers.